Greetings, everybody, and welcome back. I'm your host, Calvin Williams, licensed professional counselor, and you are listening to The Counselor's Couch. You know, I hope you're having a great week. We are officially in summertime, and you can tell it by the heat wave we are experiencing here in the South. You'd think I'd be used to it by now, but it is what it is. You know, I love this time of year. I have always been a summer person. Yes, there's the heat, but there's also so much more. It just seems like summer is a time of renewal for me. It means vacation, travel, time with my family, barbecues, fireworks, and hanging out around the pool. However, it does bring its share of stress and chaos, as all seasons do. So today, we're going to explore summer vacation stress and how to enjoy the journey. However, before we get started, let me remind you again, nothing provided in this podcast implies a therapeutic relationship between counselor and client. It is solely for education and entertainment. Counseling can help you overcome challenges, enhance your relationships, and develop skills to lead the life you want. If you are considering therapy, please reach out to a trained, licensed professional in your community. If you are interested in seeking counseling in the Monroe, Louisiana area, or if you live anywhere in Louisiana and you are interested in participating in teletherapy with state-approved professionals, then contact the providers at HealthPoint Center. Change starts here. Psychology and Counseling Services, HealthPoint is a collaboration of independent professionals who are dedicated to improving your quality of life and guiding you on a positive path toward change. That's HealthPoint Center, located at 1818 Avenue of America, Monroe, Louisiana. Call today to inquire about services, providers, or book an appointment at area code 318-998-2700. Well, it's that time again, so pull up a cushion, kick off your shoes, and grab a cup of coffee. Let's get started with the session. You know, this past week, my family and I have been doing a little summer traveling. Nothing major, but we always enjoy taking off and hitting the road. My son has always been a great traveler, even as a child. I mean, he's always been ready to go. My wife and I have been traveling since the beginning of our marriage. It really helped that we lived six hours away, and any trip home to visit family was an opportunity to travel. So we've always enjoyed the time we spend in the car together. Although, she doesn't always fully appreciate my exquisite, excellent driving skills. Our traveling adventures have provided us with so many memories, inside jokes, narratives regarding our relationships, experiences to share, and even conflicts that have provided us with the opportunity to take our relationship to new levels. Now, the COVID pandemic last year really impacted our traveling as it did with most people worldwide. You know, I'll be honest, we did take some short trips, but things were just different. There was a cloud of anxiety at every stop and possible interaction with people. If you could ask my son right now, he would tell you I was the sanitizer king. I mean, I armed everybody with personal sanitizing gels, masks, wipes, and sprays. I was determined to control the controllables. And since I could not control COVID, I could control my sanitizing abilities. We survived. My point is that traveling was extremely important to me, and I was determined to find a way, and I'm grateful I did. Now, I'm not talking about expensive, fancy trips or global treks. I'm talking about simple road trips with the family. If you've ever experienced the road trip, then you'll likely have a certain perspective of how these trips have often played out in your family. It's something I've always found interesting. Now, growing up as a military brat, born, raised, and transferred, my father was a career Navy man. The road trip 
was always our way of experiencing a vacation. In fact, I didn't fly on a plane until I was in my early 20s and in college. During that time period and in our income bracket, it was just what you did. Sometimes it was a vacation, and sometimes it was a relocation, just moving from base to base. It's so funny to me the different perspectives that we can all have riding in the same vehicle. As a child, I can recall trips from California to Louisiana, Louisiana to Virginia, and back. Now, for you international listeners that may not be familiar with the continental United States, that's coast to coast and many, many miles in a small vehicle. My parents would always try and make it fun for us, probably out of some form of survival with kids in the car. And of course, on a budget, my mother would always have snacks and sandwiches prepared for the trip. There was no stopping at a roadside diner at McDonald's for us. It just wasn't in the budget. We usually stayed with family as we traveled, and you would visit cousins or relatives that you really didn't know that well or weren't that close with, or you would camp at a KOA campground. I remember an old pickup truck my father owned with an over-the-cab camper on the back. As a child, it was a palace. But as I grew up, I realized just how cramped that space was, and I still can't figure out how we crammed all that in there to this day. It was just what you did. What's interesting is the dynamics of family travel. How does the family interact while traveling together? Some people avoid it like the plague. Some people can't wait for the opportunity to spend time together. We all have limits, and they all have been tested. How far can you make it before you want to stop the car, put the kids out on the side of the road, and speed away at 100 miles an hour? And no, you can't really actually do that. It was so interesting. Last year during the pandemic, I used this analogy to describe families being stuck at home together. I described it as a drive on a long road trip, and you want to stop and push people out of the car and speed away. I never realized how many people could relate to this analogy, and it was actually kind of scary. So I started thinking, what is that reaction all about? What is it that pushes us to the point of frustration that we think our only option is to explode? And why does it happen during a family vacation? You know, one of my favorite places to visit is Disney World. Yes, I know, I love the mouse. But one of the things I enjoy doing the most is people watching. And Disney is a great place to watch people. Now, I know I've mentioned this before. I'm not some creepy guy staring at people as they walk by. I just like to watch the dynamics and human interaction. And it's not from a judgmental perspective because I know I've been on the other end and I've provided plenty of scenes for others to view while on vacation over the years. It really has to do more with a behavioral science perspective than morbid curiosity. While at Disney, it often breaks my heart that late in the afternoon, small children across the park are throwing those atomic temper tantrums throughout the park. I mean, this is supposed to be the happiest place on earth, but it never fails. It's the result of what I heard a comedian refer to once as the Disney Death March. We spent a lot of money on this trip, and you're going to see everything, so keep walking, mister. You know, it's actually physically impossible to see everything at Disney World. Trust me, you're going to miss something. Perhaps this is at the heart of many vacation meltdowns and conflicts. The reasons we want to stop the car and push people out. It's the expectations we place on the trip itself and our family members. If I have the expectations of seeing everything at Disney World in one trip, well, then I'm going to be truly disappointed. And if I'm expecting a toddler to walk all over the park in 100 degrees without having a chaotic meltdown, 
<laughs> well, you let me know how that turns out for you. Managing expectations is key to surviving the family vacation. It's at the heart of finding joy in the journey. During vacations, I hate having a schedule, which can be complicated when you're married to somebody that loves to have a plan. Finding a compromise to that issue has been a source of learning opportunities for my family for sure. Although I don't like it, I see the value in it when traveling. You can see more things, have dinner reservations, and avoid long discussions of what to do next. However, I believe over the years, my wife has also found the value in flexibility. Finding the value in each other's perspectives helps to find a compromise that allows us to enjoy the journey. Unrealistic or unmet expectations of self and others will always lead to disappointment and conflict. Disappointment and conflict seems to be a destructive force on any family vacation. Beaches, mountains, lake trips, cruises, and global treks, it doesn't matter. Disappointment and conflict will sabotage your joy. A great personal example for me is traffic. When we're traveling or taking the family road trip, my expectations of traffic patterns can become completely unrealistic. I mean, I can't figure it out. I mean, why do we all have to leave the house at the same time and go to the same place? As a child, I thought it was insane that my father wanted us to get up and start the drive before daybreak. Of course, as a kid, I would just crawl into the car and fall asleep until it was time for breakfast. Little did I know that my father was some sort of traffic ninja, and this was his stealthy attack to avoid the overcrowded roadways of our nation. Realigning your expectations with something more realistic can make a huge difference in your family vacation. Take a brief moment before you leave on your journey and ask yourself, why am I doing this in the first place? And you know, it's not just about a vacation because not everybody has the resources or the opportunity to take a trip to Disney or the Grand Canyon or even have a vacation. This also applies to everyday interactions with our family. Going to the grocery store, church, a school ball game, the movies, or even a simple day trip just to get away with the family. Yes, some of these things are tasks that we must accomplish, but why not enjoy the journey along the way? Are we focused on the moment? Are we so consumed with getting there and seeing things that we forget about the relationships? Although I have some pleasant memories of childhood trips, I also have borderline traumatic memories as well. Times where we were so focused on an outcome that we didn't enjoy the moment, and they're gone in a flash, leaving behind a residue of bitterness and resentment. What I enjoy most about taking a vacation with my family is the time we spend together, especially as my son has gotten older. I recognize the gifts of being in the moment with he and my wife. Most people take a vacation or go on a road trip to spend time with family and relax. I mean, that's not rocket science. But when it turns into a series of conflicts, stressors, and colorful language, it's not relaxing, and we can't wait to get away from the family. I mean, it's the Disney death march all over again. You're going to have fun if it kills you. I mean, really, consider for a moment the insanity of that statement. You are going to have fun, even if it kills you. I understand that vacation is an investment, or even a privilege. People will invest a lot of money in trips, which increases the stress levels and influences the expectations. However, this perspective is incongruent with the actual definition of vacation. I mean, seriously, look it up. Vacation is a period of time devoted to pleasure, rest, or relaxation. I personally prefer the English term holiday, you know, because it kind of gives it a more Christmas vibe. Regardless, to vacation means to devote time to pleasure, 
rest, and relaxation. So again, I am perplexed with how quickly it can go south and we're screaming at the top of our lungs. Or maybe it's just me. Perhaps you're one of those families that have never really experienced this level of insanity. And I believe they do exist. It's like when we tell people that horses are more common than zebras. That doesn't mean zebras don't exist. So what's the difference? How do we experience the family vacation without the meltdown? How do we cope with family in a limited space? What can help? Well, first we need to acknowledge that a vacation can actually help with our stress levels. Research does indicate that in relation to stress and health, travel can indeed have a number of positive benefits, such as relaxation, detachment from work, perceived boosts in health and wellness, and feeling higher levels of personal control and mastery. Some of these benefits have also been found to lead to a higher rated life satisfaction in people following a trip. I think we all understand that. When we vacation, we take time to relax, explore new cultures, have new experiences, and even make positive family memories. But for many, the family vacation can be stressful. In fact, an article in the Harvard Business Review quotes research that many people report some aspect of travel as stressful to them. Again, this type of research amazes me. I mean, really? Just sitting by the fountain at an amusement park and people watching can result in the same insight. Like I said earlier, it's insanity, or rather ironic, that someone may travel to get a break from a stressful situation at work or home, but then find travel to also be a stressful experience. The great news is that in most cases, there are ways we can reduce the stress. But first, we have to identify those factors that contribute to it in the first place. Maybe then, you know, you won't want to stop the car and throw somebody out. Travel has many benefits but it won't fix the problems in your life. For many people, travel is a form of what we refer to as geographic escapism. And some think that if only they can go away for a while, it'll solve a problem or make it better. Travel may be a good way of getting a brief break from your problems, but it will in no way fix them. In fact, what many people find is that they actually take the problem with them in our worries and anxieties only to realize on the first day of a six-day beach trip that your problem has unpacked itself and even took the big room in the condo. If you think that taking a big trip will help your psychological problems, your career issues, or relationship difficulties, well, you'll likely feel pretty disappointed when you return home to find that all the same issues are still there. It's kind of like hearing a clicking noise in your engine and then turning up the radio. You no longer hear it, But the problem is still there, and eventually, something is going to break down. Then there's the Hollywood influence. It's when some people travel to find themselves, or find a purpose, or even be changed through some mysterious romantic process like you find in a movie in Hollywood. Well, you are unlikely to find yourself and come back a different person from a trip to the beach or an amusement park, as many Hollywood films might suggest. In fact, it may be more accurate to watch National Lampoon's Family Vacation with Chevy Chase. I mean, that'll change your life. Travel can help shift your perspectives, and we can learn a lot from it. But it won't make you a different person or help you find the fundamental truth of life. You can run from a place, but not yourself. You simply carry the same issues with you, regardless of the location. However, you can temporarily distance yourself from a problem. So start with adjusting your expectations for travel. Travel can be inspiring and in some ways transformative, 
but it's not going to make you a different person or help fix your problems. It can be a good way to get away from your daily routine and help you think more clearly, but you still need to work on your problems if you want to actually change them. Enjoy the travel experience for what it can provide. It may not fix troubled marriages or empty bank accounts, but it can still have a lot of positive benefits. If you find yourself planning and taking trips to escape problems at home, try reallocating some of that time and resources into identifying and working on those problems. Travel's a whole lot more enjoyable when you don't have lots of troubles waiting for you back home. Understand what problems you have in your life and what's causing them. Think about ways you might be able to change them and the steps that you need to take to make those changes. Consider professional help. If you're having psychological issues or serious relationship issues, well, I recommend seeking assistance from a licensed mental health professional. For financial or legal issues, consider getting advice from a financial planner or an accountant. Seeking additional help and support may help you find constructive ways to cope, which can free you up to enjoy the travel experience. Enjoy it for what it is, a chance to relax. Another factor to consider is what I mentioned earlier, unrealistic expectations. You know, many of us daydream about upcoming vacations, thinking about how wonderful and amazing everything will be once we get to our magical destination, or even how the journey itself will bring us a complete sense of relaxation. Ha! Although this is a healthy form of escapism, the anticipation of travel can have positive benefits, perhaps even more so than the travel itself. However, if our expectations are too high, they're going to be tough to meet. It's unfortunate that many vacations or destinations can't live up to the idealized experience promoted by the tourism boards, the glamorized Instagram and Facebook posts, the glowing travel reports that highlight only the positive aspects of a place, or the unrealistic expectations we have in our mind. If a vacation doesn't live up to our expectations, we often feel disappointed, upset, or like we missed something or even did something wrong, which in turn can lead to a stressful trip and a negative overall experience. Now, don't get me wrong. This is not to say that our vacation won't be an amazing experience or that you should have low expectations, but I think like any other experience, it will likely have its flaws and negative moments. For example, a destination may not be as romantic as you imagined. Your kids may not enjoy a park as much as you had expected, or the hotel you booked may be less nice than pictured online. Just be prepared for those sorts of things, and try to let the destination and journey speak for itself. Go ahead and daydream away, but don't expect a destination or a trip to be perfect or magical. Expect there to be negative aspects to any trip, and keep things realistic. If we accept everything and expect nothing, we are free to enjoy the journey and embrace the adventure of the moment. It also helps us to remain flexible while traveling and avoid letting any of the flaws or the speed bumps get into the way of enjoying all of the positive aspects of your trip. Focus on the positive experiences and enjoy them. Remember that vacation is defined as a period of time devoted to pleasure, rest, and relaxation. But what if you're traveling with other people, with a group of people? If you're traveling with a spouse, partner, children, parents, or friends, you also have to consider their needs and expectations. This can often be a stressful experience for many people, especially if you don't always agree on everything. The more people, the more stress. Everybody has different needs, preferences, and expectations related to vacation. It's always helpful to get an understanding of what each person's thoughts are about an ideal vacation. Is it lying on a beach, sipping a tropical drink? 
Is it exploring museums and cultural attractions in a big city? Is it completing a multi-day hiking trail? Or even riding roller coasters and skydiving? Or is it just staying at home and watching a TV marathon? Imagine you're traveling with five other people, and you got back five different responses for the same trip. You might feel a little stressed. To reduce the stress, share the planning and decision-making with your companions. It shouldn't be left up to just one person. Each person should have a voice, including the kids. Take a vote on the destination and try to fit in at least one priority experience for each person. Unless you and your family all share the same likes and dislikes, everyone will likely have to make some compromises. Respect everyone's needs and ways that they want to spend their vacation. Be willing to compromise. But also, don't be afraid to split up at times to seek out the things that you really want to do. If conflict comes up during the trip, try to remember why the person is upset and how they are feeling. Remember, all behavior makes sense in context. Travel stress can definitely increase the possibility that people will become angry and irritated with each other. So they may be more irritated with the traffic than with you, but are lashing out at you anyway. Try to find a healthy way to resolve the conflict. Enjoy your time together. Travel is about the experiences and memories, not necessarily the destination. You likely won't remember that scenic viewpoint or museum a few years from now, but you might remember the special memory you shared, getting spit on by a camel or a llama, completing a challenging hike, or laughing over that special bottle of wine at a local cafe. What you don't want to remember is the time Dad got pissed off and tried to choke Mickey Mouse while standing in a two-hour line for the Jungle Cruise. There are so many joys of traveling together as family, and most people probably have some wonderful family vacation memories. These are often some people's most cherished memories. Seeing the excitement and wonder in a child's eyes as they experience a new adventure or see something new is priceless, and it can easily make you forget all the stress. Take photos to capture the memories so that you can share them with family later. But don't get too focused on taking the photos and the videos. It's about the moments together, and getting too focused on technology and photos can really take away from that. When things are not going so well, remind yourself of the reason you want to travel with your family in the first place. And try to focus on the positive things about the trip. Remember, vacation is a period of time devoted to pleasure, rest, or relaxation. You deserve it. Well, it seems you've reached the end of the session today. Again, I want to tell you how grateful I am that you chose to spend this time with me. You know, as we move forward this week, be aware of your journey in every aspect. Embrace the little things and the moments along the way. Learn to treasure time with your family, your friends, or your loved ones. It's arrogant for us to think that we will have tomorrow to tell somebody else that we care about them and that we love them or to enjoy a laugh, or a dance, or even a 12-hour road trip. Today, I want to leave you with a quote from the great American author, Mark Twain. Twenty years from now, you will be more disappointed by the things you didn't do than by the ones you did do. So throw off the bow lines, sail away from the safe harbor, catch the trade winds in your sails, explore, dream, and discover. Remember, folks, you are not alone. Live intentionally, love daily, and laugh often. Don't forget, new episodes drop each week, so please subscribe and follow me and leave a review. Let me know what you think. If you have any questions or comments about this podcast, you can email them directly to calvin at 
calvincwilliamslpc.com, or you can reach me on Facebook at Williams Professional Counseling Services, LLC. You can even check out my website at www.calvincwilliamslpc.com. Or if you'd like to schedule a therapy session with me, contact us at HealthPoint Center, 318-998-2700. You know, I always look forward to hearing from listeners, so please feel free to submit topics of interest, comments, or questions. Thanks again for stopping by, and remember folks, there's always room for you on the Counselor's Couch.